ladies and gentlemen, I am Lana. Joining me is Jana, a lovely woman from Germany, a German citizen. She's going to fill us in on the lesser known aspects of the German welfare system and how non-Germans are grossly taking advantage of it. It's simply outrageous, so stick around. Jana, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. I know we're going to discuss life in Germany, especially as a European mother <laughs> looking for a job. There are things people need to know about the new Germany for everyone where all are welcome, maybe just not some Europeans. But thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, first, Jana, you know, you're new to the show. You're yes. not showing your face, of course, so we should address why that is. Yes, um, it's actually kind of sad because I normally don't mind. I, I am in, on social media. I'm online quite a lot. And also I plan to do more business online, connecting with great people like I've been doing for the past years. But the thing is, Germany has sadly become a place where they could actually, I mean, people could destroy your reputation. Uh, you could lose your job. Uh, they could... I mean, it's not safe anymore to show your face when you're talking about certain issues, especially involving um, politics in Germany. Oh, yeah. So we know. I, <laughs> yes, it, it's, it's really that way. And I admire the German people you interview that actually agree to show their faces. Um, but I think they would understand if I say, well, I'm a mother, my daughter goes to school. And um, I really know there could be consequences, ugly consequences when we're on the street and people know I've been here. So sad. It's so sad. But I appreciate you coming because this information is important and we want to be able to get it out there. But first, uh, fill us in a little bit about your background and what you do mm -hmm. leading up to now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, well, I was actually born uh, here in Germany in Lower Saxony. Um, and when I was about three years old, my mother, who was an, an adventurous German progressive woman, she was young during the 70s and 80s. So she decided that she wanted to travel a bit with, with a friend, a lady friend that she had. And she said, well, I'm coming with you and your daughter if you want to travel a bit around Europe. And like people did in the early 80s, they just... Um, went down to, to places like Spain or Italy or southern France to, you know, to have the nice sunny weather and explore a bit. And she just wanted me also to be near the Mediterranean because I had like a skin allergy prob problem when I was a kid. And, um, and the doctor told her that the Mediterranean Sea could actually be good for, for my health mm. issue. And it improved very rapidly. And um, in the end, she ended up finding a house there in a place she liked, a village, and um, ended up deciding to stay there. So I actually um, grew up in the Mediterranean oh. part of, of Europe. Um, it was actually, well, in Spain, like many Germans actually still pick Spain as a place to live. So I must say I'm very European. I love the Mediterranean culture. I love many things in the northern countries. Um, and I'm passionate about, about actually European culture and heritage and tradition. And I've been to many countries. So um, I think I'm, yeah, I'm very European. Now, how did you come to discover outlets like Red Ice, for instance, or go down this path of uh, discussing the topics that we're going to discuss today? Yeah. Um, well, when I came back to Germany, um, 
because I wanted to start my family here. Maybe it had something to do with my roots or with my family who are mostly here. Um, I started I started out in Germany actually feeling first like a migrant because I hadn't been here for so many years if it wasn't on vacation or anything or to visit people. So I had to get used to Germany again to know how everything worked. I, I had quite of a culture shock although I was raised in German with a German mother at home. Um, and the thing is, um, my daughter was growing up and I started seeing that some stuff that was happening didn't really make sense to me. I started seeing um, my environment change little by little, although I live in a, in a small city that isn't that affected by the whole migration issue like Berlin or Cologne or, I don't know, Hamburg, for instance, or Bavaria in general, Munich, which is a hot mess. Um, but I started seeing it. And then I'm a person who likes to do research. I can be very nerdy. When I find a topic that I like, I can do research for hours on end. And then I started seeing a few videos where you were talking about German heritage and why Europe shouldn't be for Europeans, you know, and mm. I said, oh, wow, that is great. You know, this lady saying so many things that I could be saying, but I can never say <laughs> out here because they would maybe, I don't know, arrest me, yeah. take my laptop away ask me if I'm, I don't know, who my friends are, you know? Yeah, it's outrageous. And I thought it was awesome. So I explored your channel and, and you know what I did like? I, I want to point out this because many people think you always have to agree on everything. But I know with people like you, there can be details or stuff where we even disagree or sure. I might have another point of view, but it's about the core issue. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have to go around every single little detail. Exactly. But it's yes. the, the main big principle. And that is that we do not want Europeans to be replaced in Europe. Yes. Of course. The big one. Yes. Yes. And because I had seen things happening in Spain, too. Um, and if I, when I have traveled to Austria, to, um, to France, to Italy, um, I've always seen stuff. And then I saw, well, it's the same here now. And then I started to research and to see why and that it was totally guided, totally planned. And of course, I'm not I'm by any means, I'm not an expert on politics or anything. But it's so, so nice to see that if you want to do research, you can get the big picture quite easily. And it's so scary that the average German person still refuses uh, to see and is totally unaware. Now let's talk about how Germany is becoming a dangerous place for people who think like us. I mean, let's face it, we're, mm -hmm. we're like thought criminals there now. So fill yes. us in on that. Yes. Um, well, the thing is, uh, I think if somebody's listening that is not familiar with um, this part of German history or with German culture, I have to point out that like my mother, who was born after World War II in the 50s, and many people, I mean, they're all baby boomers, the younger baby boomers, maybe, um, they were all raised in a Germany that was actually um, forced to feel their kids and people ashamed of what they did in World War II. So she did not grow up with pride or with any kind of patriotic feeling because it was totally indoctrinated into into us. Even I felt guilty as a kid and I didn't even live here. 
So that's what they did. So being a progressive person, being modern, you know, in 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 the 70s and 80s actually meant being more left leaning, being um, well, like women were more, you know, emancipated, all of that feminist stuff also that can have a few good sides. But well, I have a very um, my own opinion on that. I learned a lot of that at home. So um, what they learned was inclusion. And even today, when you point out anything that has to do with, well, but this is a culture clash, clash, you know, how do you want these people to be happy here or to adapt? That's very hard. And you always get the same answers. Well, but we need to accept other people. We need to be tolerant. We cannot discriminate. Discrimination is bad. You know, racism is bad. You know what we did, what happened here. So this is still very much ingrained in German culture. Yeah. Although the millennials are very different in many ways, but they still um, are raised to include everybody and to never criticize and everything you do. I mean, I think it's going the same way as in Sweden, where everything is called racism, even on TV and in the German Bundestag, where it's like the parliament in Germany, well, where they discuss stuff. And you see all the parties, even Angela Merkel's party, that doesn't count like a leftist party at all. Um, even they are always pushing laws to help migrants, even illegal migrants, to never do anything to throw out people who came here illegally and then commit serious crimes um, against European and German people. So um, it's become a really, really serious issue that if you say something, you're automatically called a Nazi, a far right, dangerous person. Um, and they don't even want to hear your arguments or your facts because these people don't care about facts. They've been indoctrinated, you know, by, by this like um, very leftist idea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cult. It's a leftist yes. cult. That's what it, it is. <laughs> it's absolutely. And that is why I want to put push in a little anecdote, because like I told you before we started, I have a, you know, there is a, a, a young man that I know he lives in the same neighborhood. He's a very nice guy and he's very German. So he's like the stereotype of a German guy, you know, very trustworthy, very hardworking, very nice, agreeable person, you know. Mm -hmm. always out to help. That's how many Germans are. And um, and he told me why I was planning to maybe go back to Spain in the future or somewhere else. And I said, well, I, I like Spain. First of you know, that it's also my home. And because I don't want to be in Germany with my daughter when things start to get ugly, because they are letting in all these people who are actually knowing and finding out how to deform our laws and policies um, you know, in a way they like it, you know, like to tolerate Sharia law and all of these things to indoctrinate kids in school that they should be friends with refugees and things that are really scary because, you know, many of these people came here without a passport. We don't even know who they, they are. They can just walk right in. What would happen if I yes. tried to do that? I mean, I know yeah. so many Americans with German roots, okay, very yes. German roots, and they still have retained those German roots. They would love to go back home to Germany and they can't get in. So No, 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 they can't. They can't. And I am, um, 
Well, I, you know, just to finish the, the, this so people don't lose um, track, but you're totally right. Um, and this guy ended up telling me, well, Diana, but this view you have is very dark and I don't think it's really like that. I don't think there is a plan of relocating people. And this just has to do with, you know, like with the economy and its normal things. And I said, look, um, you can Google, I told him. You can look at all the document stuff from the UN where they openly talk about resettlement migration and relocation. Replacement and migration, yeah. Yes, yes, that, that's, yes, you know better than, than I do, actually. But, um, and I said, look, that it's not something you have to believe or not. You can do research, you mm. can read it and then have an opinion about it. And he said, well, you know, Jana, I'm more on the left. <laughs> so, and, and I told him, well, that's hilarious because you people seem not to care about facts. It's always I'm on the left, you know, so I can't agree with anything. And I said, well, it's not something you can believe or not. I said, it's like it's like something white in a bottle. It's milk, you know, Spanish mm -hmm. people always say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, one, one, one of the things that we're told is that, oh, Germans, they need all these new migrants, these new Europeans, these new Germans, because Germans are an aging and dying population, that we need mm -hmm. these migrants to infuse the economy and to pay taxes so that they'll take care of our old, right? <laughs> we're told all yeah. these things. Now, yeah. you are a mother and you need to work. You're looking for work. Tell us how that process has been. <laughs> Yeah, it's been hilarious. I mean, when I came here with my daughter, she she was a newborn. And actually, I have to say, Germany has a great um, system to protect mothers. They really do. So even if you have a job and you're pregnant after week, so and so, you're forced to stay home to take care of yourself and your pregnancy. It's called Mutterschutz, so mother protection. You have a lot of uh, services, an incredibly good health coverage for, you know, mothers, for nursing mothers also. So um, they actually said, well, you just came back to Germany. You have to take care of your child. The state is going to provide for you till you're able to work again. So you can stay at home longer. And I said, well, that's very good. So I was very grateful for being able to do that. And it was like coming home and they really helped me. Mm first when I arrived but then I I saw how my daughter was getting a bit older and I wanted to work at least part-time and um, it was so difficult to find a job that would pay enough so I could actually support the both of us and um and it wasn't I mean it was so hard although I'm I can say I'm highly educated I have a degree I speak five languages uh, four of them like mother tongues wow. English I learned myself um, and I actually have done many jobs in, in the tourism industry, in, I've worked in the fashion business, I, and not in, only in a store, I mean, I worked in offices, taking international calls, I mean, I did a lot of stuff, and I couldn't find a job, it was very, very hard to find something so I could al also raise my daughter, so what I did is work like self-employed, you know, I did um, intercultural coaching and I gave a lot of Spanish classes privately and that was going quite well, but I needed something more sustainable and then I got a job for a few years and when I lost that job, because they actually like firing people after two years, because if they keep you, they have to give you a like a better contract, you know, like they can't 
fire you that easily anymore okay. after yeah. two years. So they decided to not to employ me anymore. And I said, well, okay, I'll look for something else. And um, I'm not joking. It's been almost 12 months looking for a job every week. And just once I got a call back from somebody who actually wanted to interview me and to know me after I wow. send in all of my um, curriculum or no, in English you call it CV, yeah, or profile. Um, and I actually even got professional help from people who helped me get all my information, you know, put mm -hmm. out in a way that it was more, because they said, well, the trend is always after a few years, you know, the like the style or the way people want to see your CV changes. So let's help you. So you have better stuff to send out. <laughs> I did all that. I really did all that. I even looked for jobs that I was very overqualified for, mm -hmm. like, well, I'm willing to do something else. Um, and I can't find anything. And a few days ago, I saw uh, some news saying that, uh, you know, that the politicians, some of them, I'm guessing who they are or on which, which side they are, it's always the same. They actually um, are pushing laws to help migrants get jobs in <laughs> Germany. Jeez, yeah. And I felt offended. I was having breakfast and I almost had became sick. Yeah. My boyfriend was like, what is the matter with you? And I said, look, you know, I've been trying and I will try and I will find my way. But um, this is just disgusting. Yeah, it's going to be affirmative action for them, like in, like yes. in America. And then the majority is just basically screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, I know, I know a young man who came here in 2016 with the whole um, refugee crisis. And he claims to be from Syria. He's a very nice young man. He came in as a minor, which I have to take his word for, because I don't know if he was 16 or if he was 18 already. Many of them lie. It's something I'm not inventing. It's actually true. Um, but he came here. He learned German very quickly. Um he actually speaks English very well. He was a very good, good educated young man. Um, and he found a family who helped him out, you know, a German family who took him in. Um, and they actually got him in, into a private international school so he could finish his school. And now he's, you know, learning the, the how is it called? The profession of, he's going to be doing the taxes. So he's learning. Getting like a his CPA degree. or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you can take your stuff to him and say, hey, do my tax report. And the company where he's getting trained are going to take him on afterwards. And his sister, who just came to Germany, because of course, after that, he took in his family, although his father is still in, in his homeland, which I I mean, I don't know what he's doing there. If there are bombs flying, it's what they always saying. But why is the dad still there? Syria is a big country. There's actually a lot of areas that are just fine. <laughs> There's some nice areas. Yeah. I know. I know. I tried to ask him where he was actually from, and um, he actually didn't give me any clear answer. Mm. But his sister, who is a a nice young lady who wears a hijab, and he speak, she speaks English, but she doesn't speak German properly. And I told him, well, how is she doing? You know, how is she adapting? And he said, well, she's going to finish her degree in the university here. We already called. She got a spot. And I said, oh, that must be a lot of paperwork. He said, yes, but I'm going to help. I said, oh, that's good. And then he said, well, she's even going to get a job at the university. Oh. So she can make some money on the side. Oh, man. Um, yeah. 
This piece of I, cake I, for them. Just they just have yes. to say I'm a refugee or a migrant, and they just the red carpet yeah. gets rolled out. Yes, and and I was. I mean, of course, I'm pleased for her. I don't know her. I don't judge people if I don't know them. But the thing is, um, it's just very strange. And these are all red flags people should see, and nobody's gonna say anything, you know. Yep. The fact is, there's a lot of German people such as yourself. Who yeah. don't have jobs, who are looking for jobs, and they're put on the back burner. All these new Europeans are coming in, and they're getting yes. priority. And then also, there's a lot of migrants who just are not working, and they are taking money from the system. So let's talk about that as far as uh, oh, yes. what German taxpayers oh. are paying for. Because I know you said that <laughs> there's children that live outside Germany that are getting taken care of by German taxpayers. Tell us about this. Oh, yes. That, that's a very interesting thing that many people who live outside Germany have never heard of or actually don't know. And they can look it up if they want to. Um, the thing is, in Germany, there is a, a kind of children's money. It's translated into literally children's money. In Germany, we say Kindergeld. And that is an amount of money, not much, you know, that monthly is given to every child in Germany. You just have to you know, to fill in the paperwork when your child is born. And then they give you that amount every month. But they give it to you no matter if you're rich or poor or average, every child gets that money. So um, the thing is, a few months ago, maybe a year ago or something, there is this uh, quite new nationalist patriotic German party that the media has done a lot of effort to make them look Nazi or something like that. But they have actually a very clear and um, I think, um, yeah, either a bit conservative. Um, how do you call it? It's I think the world is the word is not liberal, but libertarian. Or OK, yeah, you, yeah, libertarian. Yeah, that yes, would work. you know, they're also for free trade to support people with businesses, to support families. They support Germans and Europeans. And but of course, you know, the, the German media, which is very much run by the leftist um, organizations and stuff, has made them look very bad. But they uncovered that since the 60s, which is when the first migration waves came to Germany, but those people actually came to work, you know, the Italians, mm -hmm. yeah. and then the Greeks came, the Spanish came, they came with contracts to work. And many of them went back after the contracts ended. Yeah. not all of them stayed. Yeah. Um, and they're very, very well assimilated. It's no problem at all. And since the 60s, um, there is many people coming from countries like um, like Turkey, uh, in northern African countries too, Balkan countries too, where the ex-Yugoslavia and stuff. When when one person from those countries comes to Germany and stays and works here, nowadays, even if they don't work, they actually ask them, do you have children? And if they say, yes, I have children, and they you know write it all down and stuff, then they actually get this children's money for their children, even if they don't live on German soil. Oh, my goodness. So those families, uh, maybe, you know, it can be the guy. The wife lives in Morocco with five kids. So she gets on her bank account children's money in euros, actually, for five kids. And now and how, how much would that be? Thereabouts well, um, if the guy is yeah, if the guy is unemployed, then they get um, something like 180, 190 euros a month. Mm -hmm. And if the if the guy works, 
depending on his salary, it can be a bit less. But the thing is, uh, can you imagine for a Moroccan family getting that amount of yeah, money? Almost a thousand euros if they had five kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. geez. Yeah, so, and then the Germans are paying for this. It's yeah. just outrageous. It's all getting, yeah, Lana, it's coming up all out of our pockets because in Germany we have the biggest taxation on normal, you know, normal jobs. Um, in the in I think in the Western world, I heard that even in from a politician who said that it was outrageous that a guy who maybe is an engineer and has you know studied a lot of years and has a PhD and okay yes maybe he can have a really good salary but they will take off forty up to fifty percent of it into the tax system. Please, yeah, and, yeah. And that pays for children that are not even here, that pays for millions of migrants who now are even coming in without a passport, without a birth certificate, and they are getting full coverage. It's Their just, rent just, gets I paid. Just, I don't know how Germans don't, don't just go out of their mind knowing what they're paying for. <laughs> it's just yes, like, I just... They, how do they physically do it? You yeah. know, it's outrageous. It's, it's incredible. It's really incredible. And when I had this job here for a few years before they decided not to employ me anymore because I would be too expensive and too hard to fire for them. And I wasn't even making big money. You know, it was just to pay the bills. Um, and even I got taxed. I mean, I got taxed less than other people because as a mother with a kid, it's different than if you're maybe single. You know, there are different grades or levels of taxation, but it's actually incredible that millions of euros every month get from our taxpayers directly to people who are here who don't even speak German. A lot of them are totally illiterate and they get paid for everything. They have better health coverage than I do. It, it just makes me speechless, you know. And, you know, Germans, they're just such hard workers, too, yes. that they just they help prop up the system. Right. They, mm -hmm. they prop it up. But, you know, replace them with the mm -hmm. people who aren't Germans and they can just kiss the system goodbye. I mean, it's all going to crumble. Yes. But it's like the lefties don't think that they think they can just uh, replace them with a you know, bunch of Moroccans and it's going to be the same system and it's just going to go <laughs> on as usual. Yes, uh, what I have heard the last months, I mean, um, when you and I were actually already in contact, but we didn't have a schedule for, for this like we're having now, I, I read something very interesting that actually um, a lot of leftists are aware that all these um, illegal migrant and refugee thing is an industry and they're making money out of that because there are so many places where these people are housed you know, when they don't know where to put them at first. And there is all these social workers, people that are employed to, I don't know, to do some kind of work in this facility. So there is so many, so much money moving in this kind of migrant refugee industry that they actually, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a kind of a tool to make money with, to yeah. create revenue and to push the economy. And when I look for jobs, I actually look uh, left and right a bit for everything because I sometimes I found interesting stuff, but well, they didn't pick me in the end. But what I would find work immediately is for working in some facility, teaching German to migrants that have to get integration help and in programs. So they actually, they spent so much money 
in lawyers, in all our uh, German offices where people are doing tons of paperwork because German is Germany is incredibly bureaucratic. What they <laughs> yeah. do on, I mean, with the amount of paperwork you need here as a normal citizen is incredible. Yeah, pretty much all the West, too. That's one part of Western culture and society. Yeah. I could just, let's just get rid of that. Yeah. 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 And Germany is even worse. I yeah. mean, I know that Germany is worse than Sweden. Spain, worse than Sweden France. and Germany is pretty, yeah, it's pretty yeah. hardcore. So, so all this paperwork, most of these migrants can't even handle because they don't speak German. So all the social workers they get to help them do the paperwork, to help them bring it to the office. Um, every time uh, uh, an asylum request gets rejected after two years in the country already, getting paid for everything, sitting and waiting for this document, then maybe it gets rejected. And then they just can say, no, I don't agree. I want it revised. I want another lawyer to look at it. So the whole machinery starts again. And for a few years again, they can wait for a response. And the thing is, and that actually has been on German TV many times, which actually surprises me because they normally censorship, you know, censor yeah. those information. Yeah. They openly said that, that if somebody comes here, even without a passport and says, I want asylum, you know, and invent any kind of story. So they think they will be eligible. Nothing they could do before the verdict of yes or no asylum comes out anything will stop the process. That means they can kill somebody, rape somebody, steal, deal with drugs. They can do anything and no crime they commit will stop the asylum process. It's just outrageous. And then you, br you bring up some of these things and you do bring up, you know, crime and rape and, and the leftist responses. It's just a few bad apples. You're just generalizing all these yeah. people. You probably hear that all the time. too. Yeah. Right? They just think they're so naive. They just think that all these people, although they don't know them, they don't know who the hell they are. They're all yeah. just they're all just good people. They're all just saints. Yes. And the thing is, some people are. I have met a few people who actually told me like, uh, look, you Germans don't understand. You're taking in the wrong people. Like I'm from there and I know which people you're taking in. They're not nice. Most of them are criminals. A lot of them are even wanted in their own countries. But then they let them come here and they know they can do everything here. They're not going to do anything to them or take them to prison because the law actually doesn't even allow the police force to put them in jail. Jeez. It doesn't work like that. And that's why a lot of police were people from the police force and, and stuff like that here in Germany are getting very frustrated. Many of them are suffering from depression are getting attacked by migrants on the street that are not the good ones. I mean, the well, thing they need is to speak up, you know, meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, the police is attacking, you know, nationalists and raiding their houses, thinking they might yes. have some swastika or old Nazi memorabilia yes. somewhere. Yeah, it's it's that way. I mean, there is this kinder, this young kindergarten teacher with a son who actually got fired and her son lost the kindergarten spot and everything because somebody said they saw her on a kind of protest uh, activity on the street, watching those people protest that were allegedly, uh, you know, fascists or something. And she wasn't even taking part in that. She was accompanying her husband who was there to watch, you know. And just because somebody said she was there and that she maybe was associate, associating with, you know, 
um, right-wing extremists or something, they fired her and they actually had no right to do it. Oh, man. I'd love to get her on and hear her story. I mean, that's... Oh. Yes. I mean, that that is incredible. And there is this few German YouTubers who are very um, brave and actually bring up those things. I, I think I once even texted you that. You, you took a look at it. Mm -hmm. I can link a few more infos to you. But I actually get um, always get a newsletter from a guy that I found online as well, a, a German fella. And he actually sometimes sends me an email with like 200 links in it that you can then click on and find the news. All independent media or little local newspapers who also post online and all of these news that are never on TV mm -hmm. that, yeah. that you can find only if you look at. So, and then you see when he sends you that information and you look it up yourself, you see that every single day there is Germans or mm -hmm. Europeans in Germany being stabbed, molested, raped, killed, robbed uh, by migrants. And they always, they never report those cases. Nope. nope. It, because it's racist, right? No, yes. because the agenda of having them there uh, yes. and people should question this. Why are they so obsessed with covering up crimes and acting like these people are all saints? Why are they so obsessed with having them in our countries? Why is it so important to the point where they make their own people suffer? I mean, what is wrong with these people? Well, what I think is uh, what I've come up with by, by doing a lot of research and, and seeing what they talk about in the German Bundestag, that actually there is great people uploading videos of hours on end of deliberation there and when they vote for stuff. And you can always see that there is Angela Merkel's party, which is actually in Germany, not considered left-leaning at all. You know, she's considered like a bit conservative, you know, Christian, democratic, and even for many people, they're actually more on the left, on the right than on the left. But I think it's different than in the US where actually um, people that vote for Angela Merkel would actually be already called a bit socialist, but it's just because we have a different system here. But um, you see Angela Merkel's party, then you have the Greens, the party of the Greens, then you have the party called Die Linke, which is the left. They're always in red and many of those chicks in the parliament always wear red t-shirts and stuff. So you see them very well. And then you have the party like the Workers' Party, which is also on the left, you know, and they all vote for these laws that actually discriminate Europeans at the end of the day. And they always want to create more tolerance and more integration and more facility for migrants. And, and when it really comes to issues where, for example, women are suffering, you think that these parties who are all quite feministic, you know, would scream and say, no, we have to do something <laughs> yeah. about that. But then they don't say anything. And uh, I mean, it, it offended me very much when I saw how uh, a lady from the, the Nationalist Party actually said, look, where are you leftist feminist women when these guys from Afghanistan or all of these countries come in with three wives who are all 15 years old and all pregnant, you know, and you don't say anything. Why don't you, you know, save these girls from these rapists and abusers and help these girls, you know? You should care for women's rights. You should care for these young girls um, that are kids, actually. Why don't you do anything when it comes to these women? 
And then they say, well, it's their culture. Yeah, exactly. And then in that case, it's their beautiful yeah. culture, you know. <laughs> so it, it's really mind baffling. Meanwhile, they attack German men who have literally given them everything. There's, yes. there's a woman literally destroying their country that they have yes. put in power. And they're still yes. complaining and, about German yeah. men. Of, of course. And, and I know, you know, I, I, I found it very... Uh, very impressive how they can be so much in denial. You know, I, I have a friend whose grandpa is 94 years old. He fought in wo World War II. He was indoctrinated by the whole uh, Hitler youth thing when he was a kid. You know, it's what was done was just life. It's a very sweet older man. Um, he's very, very healthy in his head. So you can talk to him still about everything. He remembers everything. And uh, and I know how hard he had to work to help build up this country again. Um, after after World War Two, you mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it yes. was completely decimated. I mean, that tells you just how amazing the German people, how industrious and yeah. hardworking they are. Their country yes. was decimated after World War Two, yes. and they built it up. And still, it is a powerhouse in the world. <laughs> yeah. Know? And and what I saw then is that he he got sick and of course they they he had to get surgery and stuff and then later I saw this video of of a German guy who also likes to point out these things that are happening that are quite evil and he actually the, the guy who was on YouTube wrote a letter to an insurance company um, because he found out that if an, a migrant, even an illegal migrant, if they go to hospital because they have a broken arm or anything, you know, and then they come out and they need to get home, they can call a taxi and the, the insurance will pay for the taxi, you know? Jeez. Yes, and normally it was like that for everybody, but I found out that now... If this uh, older gentleman who's 94, if he would have to go to hospital and then his family couldn't go pick him up or anything, um, unless he has like, uh, unless he's so sick that he permanently needs care, there is a few stages of care, um, of care that you can be needing and, and the insurance will pay for it. So unless you're in this category that you, you need to have, uh, to be cared for like permanently, um, the insurance will eventually not pay for the taxi <laughs> if you need one. Oh, so boy. that is discrimination against Germans, you know, that maybe this older men uh, will not be able to get home because they will just say no. You could have, uh, you know, called someone from your family, but the migrant who doesn't even speak German and maybe is one of those who doesn't even care and just takes yeah. the money every yeah. month, um, he will get paid the taxi even if he just uh, broke his finger, you know, and he can perfectly walk. Yeah, well, that brings me to the next point. You had said that there's families living, migrant families, uh, non-German families living outside of Germany who are getting health coverage. Explain this. Yes, that yeah, that's also hilarious. It's the same principle, I think, than with the children's money. It's like when one member of the family is here working, and I know an example firsthand from a actually a, 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 a nice friend of mine who's from Colombia, and he has been here for years, but, you know, working. <laughs> he had a job and everything. And he says that once he uh, sat down with his uh, tax manager and the, the guy said, look, but um, don't you have children? And he said, yes, they're already teenagers. 
And he said, well, where do they live? And he said, well, they live with, with their mother in Colombia because I'm divorced, you know, and they live with their mother. They just come visit. And he said, well, so you, uh, you get children's money for them. And he said, why? They don't live here. So they got the money. And then he actually was talking to him about the whole thing because it didn't make any sense to him why they would get this money if they never lived in Germany. And then, um, yeah, it came out that actually uh, cases like that happen all the time where actually the whole family of the person who's working here in Germany back home also get to go to the doctor, maybe in Turkey or in uh, Slovenia or I don't know where, you know, and then they get that health coverage paid by the German taxpayer, who's actually who pays money. So the uh, public insurance system um, can can get rolling, you know. So a big part of the whole uh, health system in Germany is paid by the taxpayer. That's why it's like, you know, affordable for everybody. And here it's something we expect the state to pay for us. It's just the culture we have here. Not everybody has a private insurance unless they want well, to. Yeah. And the other thing is you pay such high taxes, you want to get something. Yeah. For it, right? A lot of Ameri- yeah. a lot of socialists in America, are, you know, people that think they love socialism. They're like, well, they get this for free. And in Sweden, it's free. In Germany, it's free. Well, you guys pay a lot of taxes. So yes, tech- technically, it's not free, you know. But no. now what's happening like in Sweden, I think in Germany, too, a lot of the elderly natives are getting put to the bottom of the list. They're, they're not getting the priority anymore to get in to see doctors and surgeons and whatnot because of the overflow of these other migrants yeah. who are prioritized. Yes, yes I, I read an article in a newspaper where uh, um, a German doctor doesn't want to treat refugees anymore because he was being uh, treated, uh, you know, in a very rude way by many migrants who just expect him to give them, you know, to write down some, how do you call it? Like to give him a recipe, you know, so they can go to the pharmacy. Yeah, prescription, that's it. So they want prescriptions for stuff that is not needed. They just want those things. So he said, no, he can't do that, you know, then they will have to pay for that medication for themselves because it's not something that's needed to treat any current illness. So they were getting violent and, you know, mostly, and I really have to say, mostly um, Muslim men who are very controlling or they want something for their wives and they want to talk to the doctor themselves because the wife doesn't get to decide if she gets these or that treatment and and many doctors have you know their their practice overflown of of those people they actually come with the paperwork so so well you have to treat them um and he says well in many cases it's needed and i'm happy to help and people are very polite and normally these are the real refugees you know real refugees who really are fleeing from persecution which is a small percentage very small percentage i honestly think that the the majority of migrants uh migrants that are coming into europe even america they're they're coming because they want the free stuff they want to buy stuff it's consumer culture they can get all the bling and they also think that they're going to become and this is not a joke you know famous rappers and athletes they see something on tv in the movies and they want to have that i mean that's what the majority of them are actually coming for honestly they're not fleeing war and hardship no no because the ones that are really fleeing war and hardship they are very much thankful to come here with their passports so you know who they are and they are always saying thank you Germany has saved me you know and they're happy to learn the language and you know Germans even pay 
for these integration German courses, but most of these men don't attend the courses after the second, third time because it's too difficult for them. Hmm. It's too much work. And um, and I have to be honest here, um, Germans never want to talk about this issue because um, they think it's also racist, but there actually are countries in the world where the average IQ is no higher than 87 or 92. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like that. And, and if you point this out to people, they say, well, but it's because they didn't get to go to school. I say, yes, maybe. But no matter what the reason is, they're coming here. And people with such a low IQ, it's known from, I mean, if you talk to a clinical psychologist, he'll explain to you, they don't even know how to look at a paper with rules written down and actually take action and follow them. Mm -hmm. They don't have yeah. that ability. And then you get a, a man here, maybe a German industrious worker who maybe has a business of, I don't know, cutting wood or anything. And he says, well, I'm going to take in a few of these refugees so they can work and do something, you know. And then he takes them in. And two days after, they don't come back because they say, oh, it was eight hours standing up and cutting wood. <sighs> I don't want to do this. It's too tiring. Oh, yeah, see, this is when... This is when it hurts everyone, when lefties just think we're all the same, we're all interchangeable, there's no differences whatsoever, and thinking anything else is racist, it's all equality, it's a religion, it's a cult, and it's not true, and it's making everyone suffer. I know that there's smugglers that are also making money from it as well, yes. right? Yes. Yes, well, what, what's happening is that there is smugglers, but... Um, Lately, I also was suspicious about that because all these news or stuff that they love to put on on German uh, TV, so people get fed with those lies, is that on the African, northern African coast, you know, that those um, um, NGOs always rescue, you know, ships or, or boats where people want to cross over to Italy. Um, and they never take into account or people don't seem to understand that from from the northern coast of Italy, you know, pick one spot. Um, there is it's like more than it's a few hundred kilometers through the sea to get to Italy. So the thing is, they don't get to go with to cross with those little boats. What they do is those NGOs who are actually part of the whole EU, you know, European uh, corrupt system are actually uh, always getting a whistle or it's actually planned that they go very near to the African coast where these little boats arrive and yeah. then they take them all up, you know. So the and NGOs say, are the smugglers. Yes. They are the yes. human traffickers, right? Yes. Yeah. And then they bring them, the, the those 200 or 300 kilometers up, you know, to Italy instead of bringing them back to their countries because it's just nearby, you know. Oh. And if they wanted to really just save their life, they should invest more in helping there where the people are struggling. Because, of course, many people in Africa are just ignorant about all this stuff. They get told that you can easily go. That's what you have to do. OK, you maybe risk your life or getting sick or whatever. But many people it's true. Many people do it. So they think, well, I'll do it, too. And then they tell them actually how to do it. Mm. They they. There is a flyer. There is this YouTuber mm -hmm. in Germany who actually showed a photo of a flyer that many migrants get where it tells them how to behave, you know, that they don't need to respect German women that much, you know, because they're not like their women. 
that they that it doesn't matter if they do certain stuff because police can't actually do anything against it you know that they can go and take all the welfare that they can invent a story they tell them what stories to tell i mean it's a system you know the other thing is too there's a lot of families german families that are they're fleeing because they don't want to be in this environment which i think is really bad because i'd like for them to stay in germany and fight for their country but i understand yes. they can't they can't homeschool right uh, they're yeah. they're hunted yeah. down if they're people on the right they're treated yeah. awfully so tell us about yeah. that situation your thoughts on that Yes, well, my thoughts are that it's, um, well, it comes again from their history after World War II that, that the Germans actually decided that homeschooling, I mean, it's not permitted here. If you don't send your kid to school after a few days without calling the school, you know, if nobody really knows why the kid is not being there, um, they will actually send somebody to your house to check, first of all, if everything's fine and why this child isn't in school and if you and you can't refuse to send them because you're gonna get in trouble there is a law that forbids you to do any kind of homeschooling or not sending them to school they are forced to attend a school yep yep yeah there has been stories plenty of stories where people have in germany have tried to under the radar homeschool their kids yeah. and swat teams have come there was yes. a guy i heard a story swat teams surrounded him yeah. with guns and broke down his door because they were so terrified that they might ultimately this is what they're scared of that he they might be teaching them some kind of right-wing nationalist ideology that's really what they're terrified of yeah yeah, yeah. Well, what they what they actually do, and there was actually also a very nice article that I found through Facebook. I was very impressed because normally those things Germans don't show that much. That somebody who who did like a study on German textbooks that are given in in school when mm -hmm. they learn about history and politics, that of course they also talk about things like communism or or the left, but that mostly they focus a lot on how evil and dangerous red wings right wing thinking is and about always talk about right wing extremism or 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 nazi ideology but they never really focus that much on things that are happening even right now or i mean i never see those books talking that much about how how many people uh, communism has killed over the years on the globe yeah. and and even people who did this study like really neutrally objectively look at it all the books they saw that of course it was predominantly always talking you know the other way and i know i mean even in my daughter goes to a private school that i chose because i know she's highly creative and she needs a an environment where they have more time and resources for her and it was a very good decision it's a very good school but the thing is um uh, yeah, that that one is very funny. I can see what you're putting on there. Very the funny. braids, warning of families yeah. <laughs> with like cheerful, happy. Yeah. And they even warned. And these were flyers going to. I think this was a preschool, but this has happened many times in Germany. Yeah. Warning of families that like to go in the countryside. Cheerful, happy families. Girls with braids. Yeah. Uh, kids that <laughs> exhibit just traditional gender roles. I mean, these people are insane. They're insane. Yes, well, they are. They are, I mean, and in school, I, I even in my daughter's school, which is actually um, funded by, uh, let's say, I don't know how to say, I mean, it's actually, it's not that they 
teach them that they need to be a Protestant or Christian or, any, or anything, but actually the ones who founded the school were Lutherans. That's why it's like it's funded by them. And it's quite good because it's quite neutral. They actually don't indoctrinate them, but they teach them, you know, things about different religions and history. So I don't mind. She, I think it's good if she knows what the Bible is and why people are Christian here and history. Sure. It's part of Europeans her, European heritage. Why not? You know, so she gets to she actually actually likes the subject because she likes uh, history and all this stuff. But um, uh, even in this school, which is not a school, you know, public school, they started taking in like a few young boys who were minor refugees that were learning German and a teacher of the school was getting involved like privately to teach those guys German in a kind of organization that was helping those kids. And they were going into my daughter's school like to, yes, to, to have like, I don't know how you call it in English. I mean, they're not getting paid, but it's like an activity so they can do something with their time and maybe, you know, entertain the kids a bit and work with the teacher so suddenly we had those young foreign men that didn't speak english that good english or german that good but they were learning and of course yeah they were nice and children loved to have them there they told them the story like well yes i'm from another place and i'm helping out here and but to be honest i don't know who these guys are you know? Yeah, that's that, that's weird. Yeah, I think there's all kinds of sly levels of propaganda affecting children, too. And are you guys getting hit with, uh, like, I know in Sweden it happens, in America, of course, where non-Europeans are just grossly overrepresented in commercials and films and uh, any magazines? Are you seeing that, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I mean, l lately uh, I've seen it when I go to a kind of, mall that we have uh, very near where I live. I just have to walk 10 minutes and you can just, you know, buy everything there. And there, there is a lot of fashion stores and I like fashion. So I look at it quite often and I saw how all the commercials uh, were, were having black or Asian models or models that looked quite uh, Middle Eastern on their commercials. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and it was right before Christmas 2018 that I saw how there was, there was hardly any commercial featuring European-looking models, which I thought was very strange because, and I even told my boyfriend, I said, look, I have nothing against Naomi Campbell, okay? It's not that, but... Uh, we're in Europe. I'm in yeah, Germany. Yeah, the majority is supposed to be represented. Isn't isn't that what we keep yeah. hearing about all the time? Equal representation. Well, yes. it's not equal representation. No. <laughs> no. And, and I said, look, if I'm supposed to buy this, you know, and to look at it, the commercials should, should also include people like me. And then I, I laugh so much when they say, oh, but, you know, Africans are still not represented. Everything is done like for European looking people. Yeah, it's because it's our country. everywhere. It's You're our, everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. First of all, they are everywhere. No Europeans can have any even TV shows that are exclusively theirs. I've been seeing no. uh, in, in America a lot of German fairy tales and myths are redone. Uh, and yeah. they keep putting in African people <laughs> in yes. roles where it's Europeans. I saw, yes. I, I, saw, I saw like the trailer of a show that was actually 
telling a, a story. I think it was mixed with a bit of, I don't know, tales about uh, British history, about a queen that was ruling there and stuff, like in the Middle Ages, you know? Mm. And there was a, a woman or a man, I think it was a man on a horse, you know, a black guy, where I thought, no, in the Middle Ages, we did not have black people in, in on the British islands. Of course not. <laughs> and Asian people not. all over the place. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of ripping us off from our whole own history. Yeah. The, you know? the, what's happening and, is that we can't have anything that's our own. We have to just bend well, over and give them everything, give them everything that's theirs, give them everything that's ours. And we can't have anything, not even countries, TV shows, stories, stupid yeah. ads. We can't have anything that is our own. No. And, and you know, when I was impressed, I saw, I don't know if you like it, but I'm, I'm a, I love music and I like the work uh, Björk has done for the last 30 years. Yeah, I, I used to listen to Björk. Artist, yeah. you know? yeah. And she loves to have uh, very impressive shows where, where there is a lot of art and even to have a lot of singers. On, She's a lefty on the show. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I saw a video where, you, you know, they had this live show her whole album and she had a lot of singers on um on the stage that were all european girls hmm. and i was very very shocked because it was the first time in a long time that i've seen something like that so like so many white european girls on a stage with an artist that is also white and european wow and I thought, oh, my God, didn't she get any death threats or anything for doing that, you know? I'm looking at right here. I'm scrolling through something. This was uh, Reykjavik here. This was just uh, this month, 2019. Yeah. Like, what is going on there? What is, yeah. what is that? That's not what you're talking about, though, obviously. No, well, that, that's the artist. And what I you can find it if you look at it in YouTube. It's the concert, the live concert of the album uh, Biophilia. And it's a very beautiful concert. They had a lot of uh, props and imagery and stuff. You know, she likes to work with nature and sounds and stuff. And it was mostly, you know, all, yeah, Northern European looking girls there. Um, and people also think that when you talk about white Europeans, they, also, they always think you have kind of a... Um, yeah, like like a very right wing mentality, thinking that they all have to be Aryan looking and <laughs> we're no. we're the most diverse people there are as yes. far as hair colors and eye colors. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, no. Yeah, as and, and features. I grew up in Spain. Yeah, I grew up in Spain. When I go down to Spain, I immediately see in Barcelona all these beautiful people, but all different. You see people yeah. that are from Italy, people that look. There's lighter uh, Spaniards. There's some that are yes. a little darker. Yeah. Yeah, there is the typical Spaniards from 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 Spain that are really not mixed that much, maybe in their genetics. They're quite fair. They're often, yeah, they're often very fair and have dark uh, eyes and dark hair or green eyes also. And then you see women in Catalonia near Barcelona, maybe all that region um, that I know very well. They have different features than the girls in southern Spain that <laughs> have very different eye colors. Tend to have you know like thinner little bones and are like mm -hmm. more feminine even um italian people in the north you have blonde people in the south mm -hmm. not so much i mean it's so different 
and um and i just hate it when people say oh but we need to be embracing <laughs> diversity and i say it's all well, backwards yes. it's all backwards we already are the most diverse people yes. in not even looks but as far as talent and skills and abilities yeah. and and artistic styles and all the fields we've created we are the most diverse on the planet yeah. already i mean i have a degree in in fine arts and um in spain has so much art mm. and all in, in Europe, I mean, uh, Germany is the land of the thinkers and the poets, you know, and now they're overrun. And imagine you have this these people who are very much who love to 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 share information, to read, to to buy books. Germans love to buy books, you know, mm -hmm. and to look at pictures and artwork. And now you have so many people here that are practically illiterate that actually don't appreciate Western or European culture at all and um and it makes me sad that that a few years ago it wasn't like that but now when i go like downtown to the city center i even see a few little girls that are maybe 10 and they're already wearing a hijab oh jeez. And, and like it's still not everybody so i still see it and i'm shocked because i hadn't seen that before or i go to the supermarket and i see one of these persons because i don't know what's underneath the black back you know if it's a woman or a man but well i guess it's a woman i don't know what do i know and i just can't see the eyes i barely can see the eyes sometimes i don't even see their hands um and i know that if i go and want to pay and i'm buying beer maybe or something they would ask me for my id to see if i'm old enough to buy that what are they doing with these people who are covered, fully covered, where there's actually a law that forbids you to go into a business place or a bank or fully covered? You need to be recognizable. They're privileged. They are, yes, but they're privileged. They're getting away with it. And um, and the last thing I would like to, you know, to tell you, so people who are listening, who maybe think that is exaggerated or something, um, because as I'm, as I have told you, I have been jobless for almost a year, only doing, you know, giving some classes and stuff like I used to do, but it's not enough. Um, what Germans do when you're unemployed for many months, they actually are that nice and send you a letter a time before the money expires that you have a right to receive because you have been working for several years. So, you know, when you're unemployed, you get the unemployment money and it expires after several months or several, um, yeah, an, an amount of time. So then they send you a letter like, look, if you don't find a job in the next, I don't know, so and so time, you should go and fill in the paperwork for getting the coverage you know of the welfare system so you don't end up without money to pay your rent or anything while you're still looking for a job so i had to go and get this done and they are asking me they are asking me literally to see a birth certificate of my daughter to see all the movements i did on my bank account for the last three months wow to see, they asked me if I owned a PayPal account, so they want to see for the last three months if there is any balance on there, and even if there is some money coming in because it's maybe a gift from my mother or you know uh, my grandmother sometimes sends me money because she says you know it's Christmas, buy yourself something. She she's very cute, you know, and she <laughs> does that. If they see you have that money on your bank account, they're gonna discount it from your welfare. 
Wow. Okay. That means, yeah, that means they, they even can take away any extra money you get just in case you're not pulling their leg, you know, permanently receiving some funds for somewhere. Okay. I, now, I wonder, that. would would migrants get the same kind of treatment? No. And that's what I pointed out to the worker there when I said, well, young lady, I said, I understand you're just doing your job. I know it's a very difficult job because not everybody's, you know, a polite person like me. And I told her that I wasn't pleased with not finding a job. I found it very difficult, but I'll find my way. And that, of course, it's nice to know that if it doesn't happen soon enough, me and my daughter will be covered. But I said, are you considering that there is all these migrants coming in who don't even show their birth certificate and their identity, you know, some ID? And you're giving them full coverage. How am I having to just... confirm and prove you who I am and that I actually exist? Wow. When I'm already in the system, my you know, my data is in every system there is in this country. So my daughter gets the children's money, everybody gets, you know? Yeah. No matter it's like that. Even a millionaire's kid gets the children's money. Um you know, they know who I am and I'm already getting unemployment money. So they have the data from those offices too, but I have to prove them. And I said, look, I have a lawyer who told me you actually don't have any right to see the birth certificate of my daughter because that's a private document. And she said, well, but we need to see, you know, that she's really your daughter and when she was born. And I said, she's going to school. You can track all that. Yeah. Yeah. They already have all this in their systems. Wow. Yes, but she said, I, she said, well, does your daughter have a passport? And I said, yes, she does, because we travel sometimes, you know. So I said, well, if you want to see a picture of her passport, you can have it. But the birth certificate, I just don't think it's necessary. And then, well, she said, well, I didn't make the laws, you know, it's not personal. And I said, no, it's not personal, but I just find it terribly unfair and it's not okay. Yeah, it's always that. Nothing personal. I'm just following the yeah. law while their country is just being destroyed. I'm just doing yeah. my job. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And actually, most of these migrants who come in um, claiming that they're underage and alone, you know, unaccompanied, they get to go to institutions paid, of course, by taxpayers, um, where they get social workers, uh, teachers, maybe even a psychologist if they find out they suffer from PTSD or they say they're having trouble, you know, they're suffering and they had such a bad trip here or thousands of things. And the thing is, um, you see a lot of these guys who claim they are minors and they have the paperwork done. That and they, they look 35, yes. Yes, yeah. and they and they have gray hair, you know, and wrinkles <laughs> on their faces. Aged and they by war. Aged by war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, they age, they age sooner because they went through so much stress. And, and they know that if they get to go in one of these institutions to be cared for till they're 18, these institutions cost us a minimum of 5,000 euros a month Jeez. per child, Jeez. per underage migrant. Yeah, that it, this can't keep it up. Goes up. This can't it keep up. It goes up to 8,000. It goes up to 7,000, depending on what facility it is. Um, and it's outrageous, you know, that I don't have 5,000 euros for my daughter every month. You know, it it's, would be it's awesome. Uh, you know, 
I know this is all really blackpilling, but the fact is, you know, we have to discuss the worst of the problems and really make people aware of how bad it is before people will be moved, I think, to take action. We can't just simply ignore it and just hope that it's going to get better or be. And we can also be defeatist and think that uh, it's all over. It's impossible. I mean, come on, we're Europeans, right? We've always defied the odds, uh, Germans especially so. So on that note, is there any words of encouragement or hope for Mm -hmm. German people or for Europeans as a whole that you would like to give? Yeah, Yeah, well, I actually should link this response to the question you asked me, and I actually didn't uh, answer it properly about what when people are always leaving, you know. It's discouraging when you see um, many high-qualified Germans still in age to you know to produce a lot to to go on with their careers they're living leaving germany in great numbers so it's becoming a country where high qualified people are leaving and very low qualified people are coming in um and that is discouraging and i am a little bit pessimistic because i don't know what will happen the next years when more and more things are adapting to the new people who come and Germans mm-hmm. actually don't have any tools and any kind of, I mean, there is not the, the right people is not in power who would dare to say no, just because you're Muslim, you cannot force us not to serve any uh, German bratwurst anymore because it's made of pork meat, you know, bring your own food or do it at home and here okay you don't have to eat it but we don't need to change everything but the thing is they actually can and they're doing it so i think that is really discouraging what i find encouraging is that we have an amount of people who are waking up who are welcoming um new nationalistic more conservative parties that actually i mean the conservative part is maybe not everybody's thing, but they actually care for German families, for that people can sustain themselves better, that they're not depending on welfare, you know, that we come first and then people who come from the outside, that we should care about our people first because taking in people who need help and that it's not about not wanting to help people who are real refugees, it's about you know, we can't have people here who have no right to be here and who are harming our people and our culture. And that is something that I find encouraging, that more people are coming to understand. They don't need to agree with 100% of the things maybe a nationalistic party says. You can always disagree on tiny bits of stuff, um, but you have to agree or disagree about, you know, Germans first or Germans yeah. just after everybody else. Immigration it's, is it, the biggest issue. The biggest yes, issue. It's, it's the <laughs> biggest issue. Yes, and it involves everything because with this kind of mass migration, I mean, you have now classes in, in parts of, even one in a town that is quite nearby. They started the first school class, you know, children that don't go to in, in Germany, it's called kindergarten, actually, till the kids are six years old and enter the school system. And then they make a big party because they're starting school, you know, things get serious, they have mm. to learn how to read. And it's like all kids in that class were non-Germans, just two of them were German little kids. And Awful. and on that, on that event, the imam of the village ended up speaking to them because, of course, it was an almost all Muslim class starting school. 
and and of course then they get they are all surprised why these families feel very threatened and very uncomfortable being a minority and those kids are not having a good time being a minority in their own own country it's it's a very damaging context and um and well the only thing that encourages me is to see that our patriotic pro-germany party is doing quite well uh, that they are exposing many things that are happening um, and that they are not really intimidated by everything the media and the other parties are trying to do to them because some members of that party are actually getting threatened on the street they're getting injured by i don't know like uh like very aggressive and radical leftist groups who are really you know injuring people on the street just because they vote for a party they don't like and um i like it because they expose those things yeah to show people what is going on and i just hope people wake up and and dare to speak up because that's the worst thing they don't speak so people think everybody agrees and nobody really cares and everybody thinks it's good to be so tolerant but many people actually start seeing that it's not that nice and that we shouldn't allow everything um but they are still very afraid to speak up and and i think it's good that some people actually do already say yeah. what's happening openly Hey, look, it's it's far from over. It's far from over. Whereas the other side, they're pretty much pedal to the metal at this point when it comes to censorship and banning and arresting people. I mean, Germany is pretty full on. We know people who've had their apartments stormed and and yeah. uh, laptop seized, like the nicest people, <laughs> the most yeah. trustworthy people you will meet in Germany. Yeah. So, I mean, they are just pedal to the metal. They are giving it all they've got and they're also exposing themselves. They can't hold hold this up for too long. It's always going to crumble. You know, communism fell before. And we are dealing yeah. with a form of neo-communism. And, you know, I have to look on the bright side. It, this is a, a long-term thing. Long-term, a lot of these people, they're going to have to go back. And it can be done peacefully. Repatriation is really the only way moving forward yes. uh, for, for Europe. That's I'm not going to settle for anything else. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it, it will need to happen. And I think... Um, I think German people are, are quite, like you say, they're hardworking, they're quite disciplined, but the thing is they have been, I think that's why we haven't had riots and so many things happening here yet, because Germans are far too polite and disciplined to actually do those things. They're not like people from other European countries that actually maybe are more passionate about it and just go out on the street, you know, to protest straight away. In Germany, people are used to, like, well, the people up there, you know, people that I vote for, they will take care of it and make good changes for us because that's what historically has been done for them. Most of the changes in Europe, in, in, in German history, have always been pushed from above, not from down, not from the, you know, the the common people. It was yeah. not like in France where the revolution happened from down up. Here it always was kind of the other way around because yeah. people who ruled here actually cared for their people very much and now they can't really see that they won't care for them because let's not forget Angela Merkel is from the former communist Germany it's that from is the, right yeah she's from the GDR and she's <laughs> yeah. a communist yeah. at heart yeah I also like to listen sometimes to people like Jordan Peterson who actually 
are very schooled about certain stuff. And he says that even in, in Canada, I don't know if he meant Canada or the US, and he said that 40% of the, of the uh, college or university, you know, I think professors, you call them there, yeah? Mm -hmm. Who yeah. teach there, who were in the humanities fields. Uh, professors. Actually, <laughs> yes, they actually called themselves uh, Marxists. Oh yeah, they're open about that now. There's just and no hiding. Really, yeah. And Marxism is very, very radical in the mm -hmm. left wing spectrum, you know, and I guess in Germany and in Spain also, we have a lot of college professors in the humanities and stuff that are all very left wingers. But if they if, if the case would be 40 percent of college professors say that they are far right, hell will would break loose. Yeah. Yep. No, so, the world would be storming them with bombs, you know, <laughs> just yes. the West. I know, it, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Well, you just have to leave people with it. It's far from over. We're going to get some more updates coming out of Germany. Uh, yes. You know, this is just beginning. People are just starting to hear our message. More and more people from Germany are, are reaching out to us and saying, thank God I found your website. And there's other people that think like me. They just need to have the, the courage. Once there is a group uh, that's, you know, a, a for real group out there that's saying these things, they will become more emboldened once they know that the numbers are behind them. So I do yes. believe I do believe that. Yes, it's what they need to see, that they're not alone. And that's why I like seeing people who actually, besides their work and their business, actually take the time to send an email to people with 200 links that they actually search for so yeah. you can have that information and see that you're not alone and that you're not crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, and and, and that's, what, that's when I think the craziness will come to an end, when people realize they're not alone and they can actually speak up without being harassed, you know? Yeah, exactly. Anything's possible in the future. I always keep in mind, too, technology yes. and robotics and where things are going. So there's things that uh, a very small few can actually get done. So I think there's a good place to say bye for now. And I think that yes. we should have you back and get some more updates in the future because you're a great resource and you keep your eyes and ears open. And I hope Thank that you can you. find a job. Maybe there's someone in Germany who wants to employ Jana here. So. <laughs> reach out if yes. so <laughs> yes well i i have actually um yeah like i told you i found a lot of people now on facebook that are all very positive uh, uh industries and very like germans that are actually dreamers which is not really common here people who want to do different things and do more than they have done uh till now that want to diversify and have their own businesses and they all told me that they were going to help me and get the word out and tell people they know that maybe need somebody like me with my skills um, and you speak so five I languages can... that's that's impressive <laughs> yes and it's crazy that nobody nobody actually cared so much i mean it wasn't i don't know if it's not that impressive maybe some people speak 10 and they get the jobs but i think that's not the case yeah. the problem is somewhere else jeez <laughs> oh, all right yes. jana well we wish you the best in your job search and we'll have you back again in the future thanks for being thank on. you so much thank you so much for having me and keep it up with the show it's really important thank you nope I'm not going to be one of those people who says, that's it, Germany is lost forever. I'm thinking long term, but I also know what a few organized Germans can be capable of. Thank you, Red Ice members. You make this show possible. We can't do it without you. We are in it for the long run. Want to become a member? Head on over to RedIceMembers.com. Or if you want to help support us in other ways, all the links you need to know are in the description text of this video. 
We do need all your support, guys and gals, and we are so grateful for it. Lots more coming up. Hang in there. See you soon.